0: Okay, we're recording yet again. Yay! We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we're here for another episode. Another mm, episode. Another one. Of They Did What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our best opening version <laughs> of that to date. <laughs> Hi, everyone I'm Rihanna. I'm Mitch. And what are we talking about today, Mitch? Oh, we're talking about how. Sneaky people have to be sometimes when you're fighting the Vikings. Mm. We're going to be talking about the fact that one man almost kept the Viking Age going for a couple of years longer at the Battle of Stamford Bridge, which Mm -hmm. for anyone who did any English history or is English and did history in high school (laughs) or middle school, you'll know that we're about to start talking about 1066. Ah, that is a very important year. Ever so slightly, (laughs) yes. It's just sort of look out on the horizon as a Saxon and go, oh, everybody's coming. (laughs) Oh, dear. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they deserve this crown, and only one of us is going to get it. (laughs) Yes, good old Norman Conquest. Yeah. Well, we're even before that. We're going almost a month pre-Norman Conquest to the thing that might have stopped the Norman Conquest... From taking all of Britain. Hmm. And that is the the Norse and Danish group that had come down because they believed that their leaders deserved the crown of England. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that in that weird way because it's not England yet. It's still a Saxon kind of concept of a unified land Mm -hmm. it's still multiple kingdoms all in one crown blah 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 we're talking you know after Alfred after sort of his daughter and son are done mucking about and after the Vikings have been pushed out and let back in and pushed out and let back in and pushed out oh we've got Danelaw no we don't yes we do no we don't who has Jorvik? (laughs) and the Scots are just sitting on the northern border going I don't care who they are I'm gonna fight them (laughs) But yeah, we're looking at 1066, so on the Saxon side, and I'm going to try real hard to remember to keep saying Saxon instead of English, Mm -hmm. because on the Norse side, there are people who would have been considered English, or born in England, or lived in England, but who were fighting for the Danes and the Norse. Harold Godwinson is leading the Saxon forces, Mm -hmm. and he has come prepared, he has marched his men faster than a Roman legion over the last four days... From the south all the way up to York. Mm-hmm. Now, this is intense. This is normally a trip that could take two weeks with an army this size. Yeah. It's not a small army. He's coming up with 12,500 soldiers, of which more than 2,000 are cavalry. Mm-hmm. Now, for fights at this point, it's shield wall, infantry. Oh, there's like 50 horsemen. Thousands of infantry and actual thousands of mounted fighters, even if they're not technically cavalry. They're still on a horse. That's still not good. (laughs) He's coming, ready to go. The Danes don't even know he's on his way until they are in visual range. Oh, that's not good. He's marching his men faster than news can travel of them getting there. Okay. This is why the battle goes so poorly. Mm -hmm. On the Danish and Norse and Vikinger side, you've got Harald Hardrada, you've got Tostig Godwinson, who is related to Mm Harald, and you've also got uh, Eistein Ore. So this is them, they've come down, they think Tostig should have the crown, and they've claimed that the last king promised him the crown, in fact, everyone who's looking for the crown of the Saxons at the moment has said that the previous king promised them the crown <laughs> or promised their son the crown. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. The Danish, there are 6,000 of them, and they don't have their armor. They've got their shields and a little bit of their right. gear. They are not fully prepared Because they're war. like, oh shit, here they come. Yes, and yep. they're not near the beach where their ships had landed. Okay. There are 3,000 reinforcements at the beach, fully armed and fully armoured, though. So the Danes are, once their reinforcements get there, if they get there, going to number 9,000. Still 3,500 short of the Saxon army that is coming up the road to get to them. There is claims by the Saxon chroniclers and Snorri Sturluson, who's responsible for the Christianization of the stories of Odin and Thor and all that, bringing them into a acceptable for Christian consumption mm-hmm. ideal. So he sort of halts, uh, changes a few things, makes it more monotheistic, even though they're polytheistic. <laughs> I don't like the man, but he's responsible for a couple things that we wouldn't otherwise have. So I, I'm gonna give him enough rope to hang himself. <laughs> Um, he does die crying and screaming after writing that a, a true Dane meets their death with sword in hand and head held <laughs> high so <laughs> um, both of them claim that um, Tostig and Harald and Einstein are out in front of their soldiers and a guy on horseback comes up um offering some level of just sort of like look if you leave we won't have to fight just acknowledge and we won't have to kill all of you and tostig's like and what will you give me if i leave this land and the guy's like i will give you six feet of earth maybe a little bit more because you are taller than some (laughs) Hmm. rides away and the others turn to tostig and they're like who is that and he was like oh that's harold king of the saxons the king with no retinue just rides out, insults the leaders of the enemy army and tells them the only amount of England you're getting is your grave, yeah. and rides back to his men. And the vikingers are just sort of like, damn it, now we kind of respect him. That was good. That's what you're supposed to do. Where were the English kings like this before? Oh, that's right. We're too late to have met Alfred thing is, they're on different sides of a bridge. Okay. The Vikinger are to the north side of Stamford Bridge. Depending on who you believe that would have been anywhere along this sort of river. And the English are on the south. Which means, to fight the Danes, the English have to cross the bridge. Mm-hmm. This is not going to go well. If the Danes decide to hold the foot of the bridge and fight in a chokehold, they don't. For some reason, they pull back so there's enough space on the north side of the bridge for the English army to eventually set up. But they're doing it so they can try and lock a shield wall in place. Horses don't like charging a shield wall. Mm. Men do not like charging a shield wall. They are trying to build themselves... Time for reinforcements and time to set themselves up, and one man gives them this time. The Saxon Chronicles claim he is a giant axe dane, so that means he's wielding an axe. Yeah, but an axe dane also references the length of the axe he's wielding. This is a Danish axe, if we're seeing it in that sense. Mm-hmm. We're talking a 90-centimeter to 120-centimeter long handle to the axe. And if he's considered a giant of a Dane, and they're looking at 5'10 to 6'2 as the range in height, he's taller than that, his reach is going to be comparable to some of the English Spears. And he plants himself in the middle of the bridge okay they can't out they can only match him in small numbers they can't put a shield wall they can only run forward and hope to wear him down I wonder who was the first guy to be like I'll go first everyone yeah or it's second or mm. third or you know at all (laughs) 40 dead Saxons later and this guy is still holding the bridge oh my god like he is ready to send as much of the Saxon army to Valhalla as he can and one Saxon is like nope we're not doing this anymore nope 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 nope, nope. Nope, this is stupid (laughs) (laughs) this is stupid this one guy holding back 12,000 soldiers yep This is stupid. He goes up, sort of to the west because it's running to the east to head out to the water. So that he can go along with the current of the river. Mm -hmm. Either brings or finds, the chronicles don't really say, but manages to get a half barrel. Okay. And he puts it in the water and gets in and has his spear passed to him. It's like the hobbit yeah we're talk- yeah like the hobbits riding the barrels like the worst scene in the hobbit yeah yeah in real life yes okay <laughs> saxons did it first <laughs> <laughs> he rides the current down and as the english are sort of like holding off and they're like do we put do we just like fire arrows at him no the archers are a little bit too further back does anyone have a bow well, i have a bow but i can't mm-hmm. hit him like like they're arguing about who's gonna die next yeah the Dane is just standing on the bridge and you've got to keep in mind Is there a stack of bodies in front of him? Yeah, pretty much. There's just, like, they're being pulled off the bridge or just get too close and you're one of them. Mm. (laughs) So he's building a fortification of dead Saxons. But it's a wooden bridge. Mm -hmm. There are gaps between the slats of wood. Some of them quite large. The the Saxon Chronicles say that this soldier who never gets named possibly a Fjord member so a member of the militia that would have been called up and used to fight in the area so he's a peasant Yeah. he slides down the river in the barrel and as he's under the bridge stabs up into the groin of the Dane that is holding the bridge there is argument back and forth as to whether or not the English just wait and watch him bleed out. Or if he charges off the bridge. Or if the English charge him as soon as he's injured. Right. He goes down though. Mm. We have no record of his name. We have no record of the soldier that killed him. But it is the thing that is holding the Viking Age alive. Mm-hmm. Is this guy on the bridge. Yeah. Now I say that knowing full well that for decades afterwards there are still viking raids across england across ireland across scotland and even into wales there is still the late stages of the vikingar but this is sort of seen amongst sort of scholars as the end of the viking age okay because once this guy is dead the saxon army goes across the border and just destroys the danes the 3000 that had been running to the battlefield from the beach we're not talking like oh i can see the beach from here we're talking like an hour and a half sprinting in chain mail Lord. with swords and axes and shields and spears in the padding in the heat mm. The chronicles for both sides state that men simply collapsed and died of exhaustion upon reaching the battlefield. Jesus. They're able to punch into the Saxon lines and hold them for a bit, but superior numbers tell out. Most of the high-ranking members of the fight end up dying. We even get reference of some of the Viking Jarls of the Orkneys coming down and taking part in this, Mm -hmm. which some of you may remember from the uh, Scottish head that Mm -hmm. can kill you after it's dead. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's at this point, the English, because there are sort of Saxons, but there's also Britons or at Mm -hmm. least people who consider themselves to still be descendants of pre-Roman culture amongst the army. And they're all like, yes, we've done it. This is an English country. We have an English crown and Saxons rule and the Danes have been repelled. Three weeks later, Mm. the Normans invade. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Literally three weeks later, William the Conqueror lands his Mm. forces in the south and just destroys the Saxon armies. Kills Harold and is crowned on Christmas Day that year. Mm. It's just, like, one guy holds back 12,500 soldiers. They finally get the Vikings out of England. The Danelaw is gone. And then the French Vikings arrive (laughs) in the south. (laughs) The Norman invasion is also going to be really, really, really bad for French-English relations Mm. moving forward. It's part of the Hundred Years' War. The claim to the Norman crown by English kings and princes. The fact that they're like, well, no, it's part of England because England is Normandy, Mm. and Normandy is the ruling crown. It's where we see English as a language Mm -hmm. start evolving. As French and Saxon blend also where we get the first robin hood style story oh about a saxon warrior and a number of other freedom fighters fighting amongst the marshes and the fens of southern england oh. against norman occupation that's fascinating that sounds like another yes, episode very possible <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah just I've marched my men at lightning speed I saved the realm I go down to the south with even more men and the Normans who've just rode across the channel kill us anyway Mm. that's why it's such a big thing if you look at English history you always do 1066 1066 is important because it's when the Saxons stop being ruled by Saxons or Danes and for the Umpteenth time in the last thousand years, they are conquered by a foreign power. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. English history is so fascinating and so complicated. It explains why they, when they finally had the power, conquered mm. everyone else. Because they it's were like, no, we've been kicked yeah. in the teeth for centuries. Mm. <laughs> Out to do the kicking. Which. Mm. Yeah. There is actually a fantastic. If you're into metal. Music wise. Mm hmm. There is a fantastic song from 2019 by the band amon the Marth, very viking influenced very much pagan metal music the song is the berserker at stamford bridge mm-hmm. and it is in a hard metal song the story of that warrior who held the bridge against the saxons oh that's very cool it is very fun mm. um but it is that one thing it's doesn't pop up in pop culture much but with the sort of resurgence in people's interest in the Vikinger in that period, you know, the show Vikings on the History mm. Channel, the books and the TV show, Last Kingdom with Utred of Bebemberg, all of this, and quite recently, um, a documentary on 1066 and the four men who were trying to take the English crown... Mm. People want to know about this unnamed so, uh, unnamed warrior. People want to know about the man who killed him. Mm. And I figured, let's be the first yeah. ones to talk about him. Because <laughs> I have always remembered this story as the barrel crotch stab. As you should. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> it, way to go. Oh, horrific. Oof. And I'm really hoping that he fell out of that barrel and drowned. Because <laughs> that is not how you send someone to Valhalla, by stabbing them in their fruits. Mm. That is just, no. <laughs> uh him into a little Viking skewer. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the barrel crush stab incident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, properly known, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Well, that's it for today. We'll yes. see you next time. Yes. ta <laughs> We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.